right, welcome back. This is a special edition of Not in the Mood with Daryl Moody. It's an election day edition, and by that I mean day four of the election. And we're still trying to figure out who in the heck won. So I wanted to wait until we had a winner to do my episode for this week, but unfortunately uh, we've still got six states that are counting votes. And unfortunately for the president, uh, it doesn't look good for him of those six states. He still has a pretty significant lead in North Carolina. I don't see the numbers for Alaska, but Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, and Pennsylvania are all now in the column for Biden. And uh, it looks like he is going to, in fact, win the election. So let's do a postmortem. I'll talk about my experience on election day and what I saw and what I did and that kind of thing. I started the day in the morning at a polling place. And uh, I talked to some voters that came out, talked to them about their experience. I talked to some folks standing out in front of the polling precinct, waving their flags. Uh, I spent about two and a half, maybe three hours in the parking lot there, kind of reporting every half hour live. And, uh, you know, you're su- you'd are you be surprised by what you pick up sitting in the parking lot, listening to people coming and going out of the polling precinct. Uh, a couple of observations for me. I was amazed when I saw a woman go into the precinct and walk out five minutes later talking on her cell phone, saying how she didn't know that she needed to be registered to vote and how it wasn't fair that she showed up here to vote and wasn't able to vote. Now, I understand that there are some states that allow same-day registration when it comes to voting, but Florida's not one of those states. And I'm going to go back to our episode last week where I talked about people that don't know the issues and don't know what's going on in the world and perhaps maybe they shouldn't vote. I'm not talking about taking away people's civil rights. It's your right to vote. But I ask that you execute it intelligently. And if you don't know the issues, you probably shouldn't. I don't want to make an assumption about that woman walking away from the polling precinct, but she obviously didn't know that she needed to register. I wonder what else she wasn't up on. I uh, saw one voter uh, come out and find out that she went to the wrong polling precinct. She was registered, just needed to go to the right place. So that was interesting. A uh, lot of lot of uh, passionate folks on both sides. A lot of folks coming out uh, talking about how excited they were to vote for Donald Trump. I saw others coming out talking about how excited they were to vote him out. So I felt like the enthusiasm was probably equal on both sides. And I think the, the, the voting results that we're seeing, the numbers a lot closer than the polls anticipated. Uh, you know, obviously we go through the day and then we're, you know, collecting votes here in Florida. And, and then in the evening we did our special uh, coverage from seven to like midnight. I think we actually went later than midnight. But um, so for in the evening, my plans uh, were to uh, watch party hop which is kind of what I like to do uh, on election night because it just, when you got so many people in the newsroom and everybody wants to get on the radio and every, you know, it just, it becomes, it becomes too many, you know, too many Indians and not enough chiefs, too many cooks in the kitchen, whatever analogy you want to use. I just personally would rather be out and about on election night. It just, uh, it's exciting. You know, whether you, whether you want the side that you're watching to win or lose, that energy exists. And, and, you know, I talk about this all the time on not in the mood, how you kind of have to be a junkie to, to a want to do this for a living and B to do it for any uh, extended period of time. And unfortunately I am a news junkie and I love this stuff. So I love being out and about on election. And obviously uh, given the COVID-19 stuff, my plans were altered 
uh, because of what's going on. So, you know, some of the groups that I that I visited with four years ago, the Urban League, uh, there's, a, there's a group of Latin voters, uh, a group of LGBTQ voters, uh, you know, they weren't uh, having their watch parties like they did four years ago. But uh, the major parties were, at least in some of the counties. So in Orange County, the, the uh, Democrats did all of their watch party stuff via Zoom meeting. Uh, and then the Republicans had their own watch party at one of the hotels on I Drive. Uh, you know, in my observations about the first watch party, the, the Orange County Republican Party watch party, you know, if there's one thing that stands out to me, it's the difference in the crowd in Trump's era of the Republican Party. I mean, 10, 15 years ago, GOP watch parties, you know, it's all a bunch of suits and they're stiffs and, and you know, it's mostly older white guys uh, and that sort of thing. And, you know, the the crowd that I saw inside the, 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 the GOP watch party was a mixed bag. I saw one guy, pretty sure the dude was homeless. He was wearing a dirty overcoat that looked like it came out of a out of a, a bin from Goodwill. I saw a lot of weird piercings and tattoos, a lot of t-shirts and shorts. I mean, if you're going to an election night watch party, you know, obviously that's not a black tie affair, but you have to assume you're going to be around some affluent people. So you'd, you'd want to at least maybe not look the part, but at least, I don't know. Like I said, if there's one thing I've noticed about Trump's America and, and the impact Trump has had on the, on the Republican party, it's that it's a different crowd. And I think some of your traditional Republicans are, are kind of shying away from those sort of public events. Uh, and others aren't, I don't know, but either way, that's my observation. I know that, that, uh, I'll say this Republican watch parties are more exciting now in the Trump era than they were eight years ago. I'll say that. So, uh, that was my first stop of the night was the, was with the Republican watch party. So from there, I, I went to, uh, Congresswoman Val Demings. She was having her own watch party, uh, where she won reelection and, and gave a speech and all. I spoke to her after her comments, that sort of thing. So anyway, so we go from there up to Seminole County where the Democrats are, uh, holding their watch party at a, I don't know if it was a brewery or a bar, but it was kind of a neat venue. They had basically three spaces, two indoor, one outdoor, and, and most of the, the Democratic Party stuff was outdoor, so they could observe social distancing and stuff. Uh, they were a little more lively, I would say, even though the, the Democratic Party didn't do so well in the state and local races, um, although they did flip uh, Seminole County from red to blue, which is significant in and of itself, but um, they didn't quite do as well in, in the, the, the state and local races. Um, from there, we went down to another hotel uh, in Lake Mary. That's where the Republicans were. By now, it was after 10, I want to say. Uh, the crowd obviously had thinned out. Lots of empty glasses all over the place, that sort of thing. Uh, and the folks that were still there were getting a little excited. You know, they had just called the state of Florida at that point. And Fox Business uh, channel was reporting from, from that same ballroom. So, you know, they were hooting and hollering and there was a, a Donald Trump impressionist running around doing his thing. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so finally I uh, did my last hit from there uh, a little bit after 11. Then I got, this is crazy. I get a, a text, uh, from my ex-wife 
that's basically copy and pasted from a radio station in Australia saying, uh, hey, Daryl Moody, we talked to you in 2013. We'd, we'd love to have you on talking about the election. Are you available to talk in, in 20 minutes? So she sent that to me. And I, of course, I'm like, how in the heck did they get my ex-wife's number? We still don't know how that is. So I ended up going on the radio with a station in Australia at 1130 at night local time. So finally wrapped up my day at midnight you know, made it to work the next morning on three hours sleep. Still don't know who was president. Still didn't know at that time. Here we are Friday morning and we still don't know, but we'll probably know by the end of the day. So with the election, not all the way decided, but looking like it's going to be decided. Either way, the world's going to continue to turn. The sun's coming up tomorrow. We've all got to go on with our lives. And we've talked about this a lot on the show and that's our personal relationships with folks around us and how we really need to do our due diligence to keep politics from getting in the way of that. So, and I got this idea while I was out and about, like, why not ask some of the more fervent people that I ran into throughout the day uh, and, 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 you know, so, and, and ask them, can we, can you and I have a conversation about how do we mend fences, so to speak with, with our friends with whom we disagree politically? Cause I mean, you know, whether you saw this as a battle for the soul of the nation or you were just trying to keep America great, we're all still Americans. We all have to stay friends. We're all still family. So how do we move forward? Because there are going to be some hurt feelings when all these lawsuits are finally decided and we do have a clear winner we're all going to need to be friends again. So uh, as far as who I got to talk to, I spoke to two Trump supporters who were waving their flags outside of the polling precinct where I started the day. And then at the end of the night, I spoke to the chairman of the Seminole County Democratic Party uh, to get her perspective on how she plans to reach out to her friends and family after all this is over. So we'll start off with the the woman who was literally wearing a Trump train flag tied around her neck and draped over her back like a cape. She's the first woman who caught my attention and I wanted to ask her about her level of excitement. So that's where the conversation started was, you know, why are you out here waving a flag if you've already voted, that sort of thing. Um, but she mentioned her friends. So we'll pick it up there. We do have some friends, of course, that, that are Democrats, and that's great. I mean, they all have their opinion, and we're allowed to have it because we're in the United States, but this is the best country in the world. I came from a socialized country, and I'm happy to be here in the United States and vote for my president. I want to talk to you about your friends. Okay. After this election's over, regardless of how it works out, how do you stay friends? Uh, you don't talk politics. <laughs> um, at some point, it will come up, of course, because the economy is going to change, jobs are going to change, and they're going to have to face the music. So um, I'm just hoping that Donald Trump gets in and helps my friends as much as he helps me. If Donald Trump doesn't win? If Donald Trump doesn't win, then we will behave as cordial and respectful as we did for the eight years that we had Obama and hope that we can work hard again to get a Republican in and in the next eight years or four years, whichever counts. But we can all get along. We're Americans. Some of us can. Some of us can. Some of us can't. Uh, there are people that cannot. And um, unfortunately, it, I don't see it. I don't see the Republicans 
going out and looting and burning things and I think that the world needs to take a good look at who Antifa really is and who all of the Lives Matter groups are. Every life matters. It doesn't matter who you are. Every life matters and I think every... But what do you plan to do in your social circles with your friends? What do you plan to... Because people are going to be hurt when this thing's over. They are. Most of the people in my social circle are like-minded people as myself. Um, so we do try to not engage in conversation because it's very hard to have conversation. They don't want to converse with you. They just want to yell at you. So we'll have to just see how it goes and be respectful to each other. This country has to have respect. And that's, that's the main ingredient for life. You, gotta have, you have to have respect for each other. So we'll do what we can. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm not going to confront that. But if we do, we do. I think she's going to have to confront that. So let's move on to the next one. And this is Brittany Nether. She is the chair of the Democratic Party of Seminole County. So obviously she's going to have to do a different kind of fence mending. But let's get her take. All right. So I want to talk to you about what happens tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Regardless of how this election works out, you know, we're going to have people on the other side right. who are upset. Yes. And I don't know about you personally, but I have friends on both sides of the aisle. Right. And I'd like to keep both, you yes. know, keep friends on both sides. <laughs> yes, How I have family you... on both sides of the aisle, so definitely. Um, and I think that's kind of inevitable in Florida, right? Um, we, we're such a swing district, such a swing state. Um, it, you're you're going to have those friends, those family members. And I think just remembering, you know, to, to be civil and to be kind to each other. And, you know, that might seem kind of hippy-dippy from the, from the Seminole County Democratic Party, but it's just the basic things that we learned in kindergarten, right? You know, don't be mean. <laughs> so I tell yeah. people to, to yeah. you know, start with start with something that you agree upon yeah and then go from there like yeah. find common ground yeah and then you know it just you know yeah so strong opinions on both sides right and, and I, you know I just want to I you know I'm asking people from I talked to some Trump supporters mm-hmm. this morning yeah and it's just you know how, how do we how do we do I mean so yeah. Think yeah. about your most conservative-leaning friend. Yeah, yeah. What do you talk about with that person? Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately we all want the same things, right? We want we want good education for our, for our children, right? We want a, a safe and healthy environment. And we just disagree about how to get there. And so kind of bringing that back to the table and having those discussions, for the most part, we're on the same page. And I think starting with those things that bring us together is definitely a good way to go. Do you, uh, do you have any friends that uh, maybe have gotten their feelings hurt in this political season? And do you have some fence mending to do? <laughs> I, I, think, I think there are definitely a few, a few friends that, that may have uh, had, their, had their feelings hurt this time around. Um, but, you know, I mean, overall, I do try to stay civil. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's the kind of the, the they, look, they go low, we go high kind of thing. Is that trying to be above, you know, the, the nastiness of it all and, and just get down to to what it takes and have those real conversations with the people that you love and care about she's kind of right you can never go wrong taking the high ground but i really like this last gentleman's comments because he kind of focused more on mutual respect obviously you are passionate enough to stand out here and wave signs for your candidate yeah so you're into this do you have friends with whom you disagree politically yeah yeah and they're reasonable and we discuss policies and direction and stuff like that. And, 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 and how are you able to maintain those friendships? Well, they're 
they're reasonable. They're, they're not spewing hate or insulting me and stuff like that. And that's the way to, to go. I, as I see, uh, right now, it's like a battle of love versus hate. And love has to prevail now and after the election. I mean, we're all, uh, we're all citizens of the United States. And right, uh, but, but, uh, house divided falls. Well, and you know, as, we, 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 you got to pull together. And as you know, we've got very strong opinions on both sides. We've got very passionate people on both sides. How, regardless of how this election works out, whether Trump wins, whether Biden wins, whether it makes it takes a week to figure it out, how do we as a country, how do we as individuals, how do we as friends and families, how do we maintain those relationships? while still respecting our differences. Well, you said it when you said respect. Have respectful uh, conversations where you exchange facts and viewpoints uh, as soon as it gets into the name-calling and the uh, destructive nature, things fall apart. But obviously there are a lot of people in this country who don't respect each other and don't respect differing political opinions. How do we educate those people? Example is the best uh, teacher, um, and I, w- I would just hope that I, I, I mean you look at all, uh, you know, laws. Laws talk about respect. All your uh, religions talk about respect. I mean, why should you go any way other than what God set up? Do you plan on reaching out to your friends? On the other side of the aisle, do you plan on reaching out to them and 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 uh, you know trying to repair whatever damage may be there? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And what if your side loses? It's, you go through the four years, and then you get to do it again. That's why our country is so great. And that, my friends, is the beauty of this country. If you don't like the current president, you can vote him out in four years. If you don't like the current administration, you got another shot in four years. But what you may not get another shot at is repairing that relationship with someone that you love. So keep that in mind when you're heated and talking politics. 